This is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to another episode of Disney at Play. This week, we decided to turn our focus over to Disneyland out in California. We, uh, partly because, uh, frankly, I don't have a pass or uh, a reservation into the parks this week. I'm still stewing a little bit on how few passholder uh, availability dates there are in the system. That may be a, another podcast, but I'm not sure all listeners are really empathizing with me at this point. But notwithstanding, I just decided it was a really good opportunity to kind of think about well, what's going on at Disneyland. Uh, you know, Disneyland, where art thou? <laughs> Uh, last week in the uh, in the call that they had the conference call on the, on the last quarter, Disneyland, as I recall, was not even mentioned during the call, and uh, it made me think that that really things have gotten very quiet on the West Coast. If you look back to what was happening right before uh, the pandemic set in, uh, there were lots of plans in place well first of all rise of the resistance had barely opened remember it opened in uh, early december here at disney's hollywood studios but out in california it was well into january before it opened there and and so folks really didn't a lot of folks hadn't even had an opportunity to go visit and experience that attraction in fact there was still a lot of folks who hadn't even seen uh, the, the larger part of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, meanwhile, other things were being worked on, little things like tweaking the entrance to Tomorrowland to kind of a redo of Snow White's uh, scary adventures in Fantasyland. But the big next thing that was planned for the summer of 2020 was an entire Avengers campus that was going to come into a Disney California Adventure. Well, what happened? Where is it at? What's it going to be like? This week happens to be Spider-Man's birthday. And the scene where Peter picks up his passport, his birthday is listed as August 10th, which is uh, the day we're recording this podcast. His year of birth isn't specified in the film, but it stands out actually as a tribute to Spider-Man's first appearance in The Amazing Fantasy number 15, widely recognized as having been uh, released as a comic on August 10th of 1962. So imagine uh, all of these years we've had Spider-Man uh, practically my entire life. And, uh, and so Spider-Man and the Avengers, there's so much that was coming to Disney California Adventure. Let's dissect this and let's take a look at whether the Avengers can eventually save Disneyland when it reopens. The Avengers Campus is a name that's being given to a section of Disney California Adventure, which largely uh, takes over the former space that uh, began where you kind of enter off the main pathway uh, leading to Tough to Be a Bug over to what was um, Bugs Life Land. Uh, it wasn't a large space, but it was a great little space that kind of moved from there all the way out to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The word campus, oh, well, first of all, I should say Avengers. The reason it's called Avengers Campus and not Marvel Campus 
is partly because it's in character with the storyline of the Avengers, but partly because you really can't say Marvel in, as I understand it, legally, um, since Universal owns the right to use the word Marvel in its uh, attractions at uh, Islands of Adventure. Now, you can have characters from Marvel, but you can't refer to them as Marvel, apparently, on the West Coast. You have to, you can't, and, and by, of course, you can't have Marvel characters on the East Coast and Disney parks, but you can have them on the West Coast, like Spider-Man, but you have to refer to them, apparently, as Avengers. And then Campus is actually being used as an acronym uh, that stands for Centralized Assembly Mobilized to Prepare, Unite, and Safeguard. Terrible, terrible um, acronym. But notwithstanding, that entire campus is eventually intended to offer three attractions. The first has already been in play for a couple of years now, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is an amazing attraction. Now, for those who are purists of Tower of Terror, particularly at Disney's Hollywood Studios, let me tell you, I love Tower of Terror, uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. But it was barely a shadow of its 13-story self at Disney California Adventure. It was a disappointing ride in terms of how deep the thing went as well as how they played out the the engineering of the ride system. It was just a very disappointing thing. I wasn't sure I was going to like Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout either. It seemed kind of garish in terms of its design and how, what what does Guardians of the Galaxy have to do with Disney California Adventure? But let me tell you, this Joe Rohde creation was brilliant. And by the way, if you haven't heard our previous podcast, we talk about Joe Rohde as he created Animal Kingdom and and Pandora World of Avatar. But um, in this instance, he also led the team in retheming this Tower of Terror into Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, and it's brilliant. It's funny. I'm telling you, as I drop, I can't help but laugh and smile. I giggle on this ride. Um, Not scream. I giggle on this ride because it's so brilliantly done. And it's so funny. And so that is the first of the three attractions. And it's kind of, um, it's kind of uh, um, the, uh, the, uh, one end of this campus. On the further end of this campus is the newest next attraction to go in, which is called Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes. And then in the middle of this is eventually what's working title at this point is Avengers Quinjet, which is supposed to be a, a big, big attraction. So, um, but going back to the campus itself, supposedly... This campus is based on a place that Howard Stark, uh, Tony Stark's father, had originally built. So imagine he built a factory or a munitions type plant, that type of thing. In um, the online, uh, in an online article from Insider, Dave Bush, Bushor, um, vice president of the franchise, creative and marketing of Marvel Studios, said 
Avengers Campus is very much rooted in the idea that this is a place Tony Stark's father, Howard, built. Quote, our message with the campus is that the idea that Tony uh, learned he wants to be more than a weapons manufacturer, and you saw how that kind of played out in Iron Man um, and Iron Man 2, uh, Bushor told Insider, he wants to help the world in a great way. He is taking everything his father built and turning it into a place for everybody to help train people and spread the message of heroism. So, um, just like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is about creating your own adventure there, this is about becoming your own, following your own hero's path uh, at the uh, at the Avengers campus. Now, when uh, this was originally designed to open this summer, the larger part of the campus, as well as this Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, was supposed to open with it. When it opens is, is another dialogue later. But this attraction is the name of, um, well, let me just talk about Web first of all, another acronym. That stands for Worldwide Engineering Brigade. This is going to be the first Disney ride-through attraction to feature everybody's favorite neighborhood hero, Spider-Man. Um, we know Islands of Adventure, of course, has an attraction based on Spider-Man. This is Disney's first venture in this. This new family-friendly attraction, Web Slingers, invites guests to put their web-slinging skills to the test. Here's how the story goes. At the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, also known as Web, Tony Stark has assembled bright innovators like Peter Parker to help in, uh, invent new technologies and equip everyday people to become superheroes. Web will house the new Web Slingers, the Spider-Man adventure, the first Disney ride-through attraction to feature this iconic superhero. The mission, team up with Spidey and help capture the out-of-control Spider-Bots before they wreak havoc on the campus. It's during an open house at Webb where guests are invited in. They're going to be asked to wear 3D glasses and test drive their latest invention, the Web Slinger vehicle, which allows you to sling webs like Spider-Man. The attraction will give you a taste of what it's like to actually have superpowers as you help Spider-Man, who all of a sudden realizes that the Spider-Bots have run amok. So think a little bit like... Uh, uh, honey, I shrunk the audience and all the mice went running every direction. Now we've got these spider bots and they've gone running amok. And your job is to help uh, to, um, to capture them using your, uh, well, this, this ability that you're going to be given to sling webs. The technology adapted specifically for this traction includes a seamless blend of 3D and kind of a new interface, which allows guests to go on a mission and experience what it's like to have superpowers and sling webs alongside Spider-Man. Web is all about how bright young innovators like Peter Parker are inventing new technologies that let us all become superheroes. It is supposed to be, actually it's supposed to be some of his friends who will also make appearances in this attraction. Now this ride will actually have no height requirement, making it um, a fairly family friendly attraction. 
Um, Outside Ears, um, which is uh, another uh, uh, website, tweeted uh, some time ago the blueprints of the new attraction, which has a similar layout to Midway Mania. If you pay attention to the Midway Mania attraction, you're actually kind of going moving from row to row in this attraction. The ride vehicle also kind of has that same look as the Midway Mania vehicles. And of course you're using 3D glasses, which also become reminiscent of this attraction. Now, this is a little problematic in my view uh, at Disney California Adventure because Midway Mania also belongs or is found at Pixar Pier on the other side of the park. So we're using the same attraction vehicle, but apparently the technology of slinging these webs makes it a little different. And apparently the mix of realistic props and, and set pieces along with virtual pieces that appear apparently will immerse you, especially because if you look at the drawings, you look like you can actually sling or can visualize upwards and see Spider-Man kind of helping you from above. So it looks like you're not just looking at a screen kind of or um, a carnival booth like you do at Midway Mania. By the way, Tom Holland gives voice to this attraction and you can see a photo of him in this. And by the way, check out the notes page as always, because there are lots uh, visuals that we've added to the post for this podcast. In fact, there were visuals I found I hadn't even seen yet. Um, they're going to give Spider-Man kind of a new outfit that was intended for both Disney California Adventure and for um, the Walt Disney Studios Paris when this attraction uh, goes in there. And I'll talk a little bit about that at the end. The attraction is actually using a technology that allows guests to sling webs um, so whereas the Midway Mania thing kind of used that, that little gun that you pull the, pull the rope on, um, this is believed to be similar to a ride technology used on what is a Ninjago attraction in Legoland. Now, I've talked to um, uh, some of my children's, my son-in-law, and they've done that attraction. It really isn't... Uh, their experience was not impressive. You just kind of were moving your hands to kind of make anything happen there. And it really was kind of a disappointing experience when they uh, went on the ride. But apparently Disney has one up the technology on this and taken it to the next level. The attraction building actually will take up a former space that was used for, it's tough to be a bug. Remember there was kind of a theater. It was pretty well hidden. It kind of, Kind of felt like you were going into the into under the earth um but um it's also anticipated that if you remember the old kleenex box in the bugs land um it was a restroom that actually is also being incorporated as part of the queue uh looking at the at the blueprints for this cast members before the pandemic occurred cast members were already selected for the test and adjust team uh, to support the new Spider-Man attraction um, to draw attention to getting one role, one cast member, a Carly Bull from uh, Fantasyland Attractions had actually designed a resume as a secret agent profile stamped confidential. 
after being selected, each of them took on code names and aliases, and they all uh, appeared in the Disneyland line, uh, which is the the internal uh, newspaper magazine for Disneyland, and they all looked very excited for this new attraction. But again, the pandemic came, and um, uh, remains to be seen. You know when that team. Um, and if those members of the team will actually uh, be going back to that attraction. Um, there's also another Spider-Man experience that is coming. If you've had a chance to watch the Imagineering story, I want to say it's episode six, but you will see this stunt animatronic that flies through the air. And using this new suit that they have for Spider-Man, they're going to project this flying Spider-Man in the air in, uh, on top of the building in which this attraction is housed. We're not sure if this is kind of part of a stunt show. If, it, if you actually go back in history, it used to be a Frontierland, way, way back, a Frontierland stunt show with um, with. Uh, cowboys and robbers and the sheriff and used to take place on top of the golden horseshoe and in that area of the park um, I don't know if it's going to be kind of part of a stunt show um, I'm not sure if this is kind of an intro to kind of he's flying in and then he comes out from around the corner and does a meet and greet or if it's something that kind of happens on a rotational basis like Tinkerbell flying you know, at a particular time during the day or the small world clock going off. But anyway, there, if you, you, you have to appreciate this video. It's an amazing animatronic that just flies through the air and looks so real. It's very cool and it's part of the whole um, experience there at, um, at the Avengers campus. I should mention before we leave this ride attraction that this is a really tricky place for Spider-Man to be, even though it's on the West Coast where it premieres. Uh, Universal's, many consider Universal's best attraction, or certainly one of its best attractions, to be the amazing adventures of Spider-Man at Islands of Adventure. They have an awesome ride vehicle. They've had a really... Um, amazing look and feel to this uh, experience. It too was a 3D ride. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, I, 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 Disney has to, has to be creating a comparable experience that everybody isn't, you know, so the critics and fans aren't just walking away and going, yeah, it was okay, but it was more, you know, it was more like Midway Mania or it was more like Buzz Lightyear. I'm probably not Midway Mania's best fan. Um, maybe uh, fans will really get into the ability to uh, rack up points. I assume they're going to rack up points for the number of bots they're able to, to sling and capture. Um, more to come, obviously, on that. But, but that is the intended signature attraction to open up when, uh, when the Avengers Campus uh, happens. Now there's more heroes that are coming to, um, to Disneyland's rescue here. Um, Disney California Adventure has for some time held meet and greets 
where on the Hollywood backlot area, they've had Iron Man, uh, individuals like Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, the Dora Milaje, uh, Thor, and even villains like Loki. Um, here's some interesting news. Ant-Man and the Wasp will also be making appearances in this new campus. Um, that's great because much of the food and beverage is also tied to them. Also, apparently Iron Man himself will be uh, debuting his new armor uh, in the Avengers campus. It's called the Mark 80s. So, so that's kind of, uh, and in addition to that, and, and they'll be, there's kind of this effort where you're going to see them kind of roving around. They've had this kind of truck that they've moved in and out with. So you expect to see something like that. Um, Doctor Strange himself is going to have, um, I, I don't know if you would call it a, a much more involved meet and greet. It may be something more like the Jedi Trials experience where people signed up, um, but they, he is going to have his own little corner in which things mystically and magically uh, come to life. In, in some ways, it kind of reminds me of an exterior Enchanted Tales with Belle. Maybe that's a better comparative point, but it is uh, done outside. Although at night, the area is supposed to glow even more vividly with big colors and lights and kind of pulsating with mystic energy and so forth. So, so that's going to be a cool little corner of the Avengers campus. And then uh, also just adding a new villain. Um, there is a villainous taskmaster He's going to have a role in the upcoming film, Black Widow, should we ever have a chance to see that. Um, he will be seen for the first time um, at the Avengers campus. And uh, apparently he has uh, photographic reflexes is his little strength there, which sounds like maybe he'd be really good for a, a photo meet and greet. I don't know. But at any rate, um, <laughs> but at any rate so... A big part of the Avengers campus is going to be having these superheroes, which have been at California Adventures so far, but I think they're gonna they're gonna look more at home and take on a bigger residence there. Now, for those with superhero appetites, there are some very interesting things going on there. We've got a lot of photo of the foods coming. The first, the big one, is the Pim Test Kitchen. Um, this is going to be a new counter service experience and it is a food innovation science lab where the food and drinks um, kind of become part of the story of Ant-Man and the Wasp. They use PIM particles to grow and shrink just about any, anything. So PIM Technologies has applied this innovative science to the creation of shareable bites, inventive size entrees, and some, some desserts as well. You'll be able to taste test items such as the impossible plant-based large and micro meatballs with pasta, or the pimini, which is a panini served with by the slice or as a long multi-portion uh, sandwich. Just a few feet away from the PIM test kitchen is the PIM tasting lab which uh, is uh, Scott Lang, uh, a.k.a. Ant-Man's pet project, 
and has a focus on adult beverages. So you have some craft beers on on tap um, and some uh, different uh, beer cocktails and some munchable bites. So this, I, it does seem like, and maybe part of it is indoor, most of it seems outdoor. Um, I, it, uh, um, but, and then they'll have some snacks like mini pretzels and salted honey roasted peanuts and things like that nature. Um, they'll also have two food carts. And I don't know how big these are, but these are kind of cool. Uh, shawarma, if you remember the, um, that uh, the shawarma joint in New York, uh, that the uh, Avengers kind of hung out in, well, they've invited the crew from shawarma to uh, the shawarma palace to open a second location at the campus. So you're going to enjoy shawarma inspired snacks at this food cart, which is decked out with memorabilia since the shawarma palace owners are huge Avenger fans. Shawarma inspired snacks will be served and it's anticipated that items will include a warm chicken wrap with garlic sauce and a vegetarian impossible victory uh, uh, falafel. Then, going back over to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, they too are going to add a kiosk experience and it's going to be fused into the total Marvel campus. Here, uh, Tantalier uh, Tyvon did not limit his collection to just lovable misfits. He is also curating a weird and wonderful menu of galactic eats at the Terran uh, Treats uh, food cart near Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Uh, all I could say is um, you're going to be humored by the shape of these churros. Um, they're kind of unique and different, but I'm excited about it. By the way, all these food items are go by an experiment number, such uh, as the uh, meatballs is like experiment number EE45. Um, so at any rate, it's kind of all playful, and it's going to give you a lot of new food and beverage options. You can also shop, drop, and save the world through a couple of places uh, retail places. The first and the biggest of these is the web supplier store where you're going to find the latest in web inventions, including interactive spider bots like the ones you're going to see on the web slingers Spider-Man adventure. Each spider bot is going to have like a remote control and all eight articulated legs are going to move forward and backwards. So think about this as kind of I don't think you're going to put together your bot like you put together your robot, but you are going to be able to get a bot and it's going to move around like like um, the droids do at Droid Depot. Best of all, you could tap into your inner web inventor by customizing your spider bot with tactical upgrades. Uh, so so that in, in itself will allow you to at least do that. And, and, um, and and kind of put a, a layer on it. So it kind of be like a Black Panther uh, overlay or an Iron Man overlay or a Black Widow, Ant-Man, Wasp overlay, these kinds of things. Other must-have items at web suppliers include a specially designed backpack to carry spider bots when they're not in action, Spider-Man light goggles, take-home spider web kit, and Funko Pop vinyl figurines of Spider-Man and Iron Man. Um, 
also is what is going to be called Campus Supply Pod. Again, I think this is more of a kiosk. Um, this is a place to power up with official uh, Avengers campus gear, including performance fleece, hoodies, and tees, headwear, drinkware, maybe larger than a kiosk since it's a lot of shirts and, and clothing items. And then, of course, you remember, we still have the Collector's Warehouse, which is a really cool, um, I think is a really cool um, retail uh, experience as you exit Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So there's, there's going to be a lot for Marvel fans to enjoy in terms of getting um, their, their favorite um, Marvel uh, supplies. Um, we should also mention another major attraction, which will not be in operation when this opens, but the exterior will be apparently in place. And, and eventually it will be an attraction in and of itself. The working title is something like Avengers Quinjet. Um, and it's supposed to do to Avengers Campus and Disney California Adventure what Rise of the Resistance is supposed to do at, um, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and uh, Disneyland. In a New York Comic Con uh, 2019 panel, Scott Drake, who's over the entire uh, Marvel Imagineering portfolio, stated, quote, We're inventing an all-new ride system for this. The demands of these characters and this experience is forcing us to invent, and we're really excited about that. It's going to be something like you've never seen before, uh, end of quote. The experience apparently is going to allow guests to step aboard a Quinjet with Black Panther and fly alongside the Avengers in an adventure to Wakanda and beyond. Scott Drake noted, quote, this is going to be the basis of our own origin story. We're going to build back up and get, a, get to fight alongside with all the Avengers in this epic battle in uh, Wakanda. By the way, Scott Drake, who heads this entire Marvel portfolio across all the Disney theme parks globally, previously headed up Tomorrowland at Shanghai Disneyland. That includes the spectacular Tron light cycle run that's coming to the Magic Kingdom. So I uh, appreciate the fact that this guy knows how to deliver it because the Tomorrowland is spot on. It is a an exceptionally beautiful land within Shanghai Disney and the attractions there are, are really stellar. So I... That's that's great news for what's ahead for this um, Avengers campus. And by the way, this is not the only Avengers campus. There is kind of, and it, as, as I kind of said, that Scott Drake is over this portfolio. Well, Avengers campus is a worldwide effort. Um, there are three primary campuses. One at Disney California Adventure, one at Disneyland Hong Kong that's well underway, and then one being built at Walt Disney Studios Paris. Uh, but there are also smaller presences elsewhere. Here's how it's going to break out at the other five locations. In Hong Kong, there is already two attractions in play that they have made as kind of a neighborhood within Tomorrowland there in the park. In fact, they don't really call it the Avengers Campus. They really call it Stark Expo at Hong Kong Disneyland. There we have the Iron Man experience, which 
is kind of a, a later and greater generation of Star Tours, our um, body wars, that kind of uh, simulator type attraction hosting about 30 people in it. I, I have to tell you, it was a great attraction when I was there at Hong Kong. I enjoyed it. I thought the whole look and feel of the queue, the getting ready to board, the ride itself, it was fun. It it If you don't have a chance to see Hong Kong, you'll get to see it on the attraction because you actually fly through um, what is, you know, the, the city of Hong Kong. And so it's kind of fun to kind of see see all that play out in uh, with Iron Man alongside of you. They also have another attraction that they opened uh, called Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle. And what they did is they took out, they had put in a Buzz Lightyear, which was just pretty comparable to the one you'd find at Disneyland. And they completely rehabbed this and put it onto the theme of Ant-Man. Um, it's a shorter, smaller queue, and it's really, you know, using guns to kind of shoot um, <clears throat> uh, objects, but um, in kind of a darker setting, but it was good. It was, it was a great, it was an enjoyable attraction. It was something, something very different. They too will also eventually get whatever becomes of this Avengers Quinjet attraction as will Walt Disney Studios Paris. All three parks will be anchored with this Avengers Quinjet. This is going to be the primary attraction eventually. But again, everything eventually has been put back considerably with this pandemic. But in Paris, what they've done is they are also, they, they leveled um, some attractions there and they have put in, they're building a new uh, Web Slinger Spider-Man adventure, which is intended to open up hopefully around the same time that the other. It's, it's actually a little further behind. Um, although they may have been able to start restart construction over in Paris sooner than California has. So maybe it's caught up a little. But the essentially the same ride that you're getting at Disneyland with Spider-Man is going to Disney uh, Studios Paris. They have taken Rock and Roller Coaster and they are going to retheme it with an Iron Man uh, look and feel to it. So that is a new attraction. So each one of these three campuses is going to have its own, have at least one attraction that is completely unique in and of itself, with Hong Kong having two actually. And then the Avengers Quinjet uh, attraction as well. This is part of a massive uh, addition to. Um, Walt Disney Studios Paris, it was the most pathetic, smallest, most um, unimpressive park ever built by Disney. And they have, before the pandemic at least, they had committed to not only doing this Marvel campus add-on, but to also um, add a lake and add in a whole Frozen section and a whole section to of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, maybe not the full Galaxy's Edge, but some portion. It should also be noted that when this uh, was kind of overviewed by uh, by Scott Drake, um, he also talked about some other locations. They're not full campuses. They talk about Shanghai Disneyland having a mission station, which has been in play for several years now. It's kind of toward the front of Tomorrowland, not really 
part of it per se. It's almost a path off to itself, kind of behind Dumbo, but not part of that either. Um, it's more of a meet and greet. Um, I had a chance to do um, a photo with Spider-Man and and uh, there are others there. It, it was, uh, and it became a big nap place in the middle of the afternoon when the heat of the day came. But that is there. Um, Disney Cruise Line, you know, they have these Star Wars, or I'm sorry, not Star Wars, but um, Marvel Days at Sea, and they call this a mobile base. And so that too is kind of one of the components that's under the portfolio. And then, interestingly, they call this Zendarian Base, which is the home to the new um, Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that's coming to Epcot. So all in all, there are really six opportunities that you have worldwide to see um, the Avengers in some form. Yeah, it's disappointing we don't have the big ride um, or these big rides coming to Walt Disney World uh, anytime soon because of licensing agreements with with Universal and with the attractions that are at Islands of Adventure. Still, there's a lot of adventures going around the world and a lot to, to see. The question is, when does it open at Disneyland and what effect will it have on attendance once it opens? Disney California Adventure has always had a, a lesser attendance than Disneyland and Theoretically, that gap should have widened even further when Galaxy's Edge opened up in Disneyland because that was that was the biggest addition ever made to to the original Disneyland Park, and yet attendance did not move. Um, even though that first part of and Rise wasn't opened in nineteen, but the rest of Galaxy's Edge was open, and attendance did not increase. Will it increase at Disney California Adventure? Will it help even up the delta between the attendance at Disneyland and the attendance at Disney California Adventure? Um, that remains to be seen. And then, of course, the other question is, uh, and when's it going to open? Um, I have no knowledge at this point that really even construction has continued on in in an aggressive way at Disneyland Park. And so things are just kind of waiting. And at this point with, uh, uh, there was a study that went out that Hollywood Reporter and another group had done that showed that parents just really are not really interested in taking their kids to theme parks uh, for the rest of this year. And uh, also, there was another study showing that in Orange County, California, that the number of cases had dramatically increased in COVID-19. So it's not a good, this 2020 is not a good year for the happiest place on earth. And uh, it remains to be seen. I It would easily be my bet that we will not see this for at least another year. And yet, it's going to be so needed when it it finally opens. Hopefully, it won't be uh, it won't be too long. Um, but uh, because I miss Disneyland, I miss the opportunity to to visit there. Well, 
any rate, that wraps it up for this Disney at Play podcast. We recommend uh, you check out all our podcasts, uh, particularly if you uh, are not familiar with Disney California Adventure or with um, the Disneyland Resort. I highly recommend that you check out our podcast, What We Love About Disney California Adventure and What We Love About Disneyland. We cover canvas those parks. Also, our drop-down menus at Disney at Play gives a great big overview of all the different lands and attractions and offerings in both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Just drop down the menu at DisneyPlay.com and you'll see all of the links there. And make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Make sure uh, that you subscribe to our YouTube page where we have new videos that are coming out. And finally, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage from Tokyo Disney Sea, always remember, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll be back real soon. Take care.